Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Learning and Earning podcast. Today, we are going to talk all about leadership, and I am joined by a very special guest. So, guest, can you introduce yourself for us and tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, I would love to. Hi, everyone. My name is Haley Griffey. I am currently a junior here at IPY. I can't believe time is going by that fast. <laughs> right. Literally. I have two majors here. Uh, my first one is Global and International Studies at the IU School of Liberal Arts. And the second one is Sustainable Management and Policy at the IU College O'Neill School of Public and Environmental Affairs. Awesome. So definitely a lot going on. Um, yes. And when we, <laughs> when we thought about this episode with leadership, I thought you would be the perfect guest because you're very involved and a very impactful leader. So um, to kind of get start with that, um, how did you get involved? Yeah, that's a great question. Start from the beginning, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, we'll go way back in the day to high school. So I was extremely involved in high school with the sports aspect, the student leadership aspect, the band aspect. And so I knew coming to IEPY, given that we have over 500 different organizations, I knew I was going to join a few of them. I already had that in mind when coming here. And so I would keep note of all the different organizations I heard of, you know, kind of make a mental tier list of like, what's in the S category? What's in the A category? Which mm-hmm. ones do I want to join <laughs> first? Because I know I don't have all the time in the world. And so I would just hear something, write it down, go to the call-out meeting, reach out to them, be super eager about it, and try to get in contact with our organization as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Because not only does that make you seem from their perspective, like someone who's going to be there to volunteer all the time, to take on a leadership position, but also just helps you stay organized. Yeah, just for because sure. Because if you're waiting to join all these different organizations until the day September starts, for example, you are going to be so overloaded. Yes. <laughs> you probably don't want to join any of them after all. So I would say just take one at a time and add them on until you feel comfortable enough. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's important too that like a lot of students need to understand that you can go to the call out meetings and then if you're not really interested, you can drop it. You don't necessarily have to stick with it, but it's also kind of off of that. You can go out to the call out meeting for something you're not sure if you're interested in and you might end up really enjoying it and thinking, wow. Like, this is an awesome experience that I can get involved with. Yeah, I have had two experiences with call-out meetings um, in particular that are completely different. Mm -hmm. So the first time I went to a call-out meeting for an organization that a few of my friends were getting involved in, I thought I might want to get involved as well. But then after learning just the mission of the organization, I felt like it wasn't necessarily in aligned with what I wanted to take my time and spend it doing. So, you know, I just said, thank you so much. Um, I may not be joining this organization this year. However, the other organization, in contrast, um, it was just talked about every day by my professor freshman year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, you know, it must be an awesome organization because he talks about it all the time. Yeah. And I showed up the first meeting not knowing if I really wanted to. But of course, he had been telling me every single day for the past <laughs> two weeks. So we showed up. I absolutely loved it. And then I became a leader in the organization for the rest of the year. And so I think that was a great point. <laughs> which organization is this? Give so, it a shout out. <laughs> yes, a little shout out. I would love to. So I haven't been in it since the end of freshman year after COVID hit. But it is the Campus Citizen. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. and it was amazing. <laughs> they gave such great opportunities. And I had my first published article within the first two weeks 
That's the amazing. Organization. It was great. Whoa. <laughs> Published yeah. article. Hello. Especially during your <laughs> freshman year of college. That's like, that's a nice pat on the back. So congratulations <laughs> on that, even though it was almost two years ago, but still. Um, so overall, would you say that your experience with um, getting involved in leadership, how has it been? Has it been great? Has it been stressful? Um, tell us a little bit more about that. My involvement with leadership has been all over the place and different sectors and different organizations. I would say, yeah, it, it is time consuming. Um, it definitely takes not only practice, but also just dedication to be a leader in whatever you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I also want to highlight that you don't just have to be a leader in your student organizations. I know myself and so many other students have to work on yeah. one or two jobs. And so that may seem very taxing. And like you're wasting your time when you could be a leader somewhere else. But I think what's really important is when you're at those jobs too, just trying to be a leader in whatever way possible. Yeah. So leadership can look different is what you're saying. Definitely. Like it can be a different thing yes, leadership depending has, on what you're in. Leadership has so many different facades and you can take anything you're in and be a leader in it. You don't have to have a title to make a difference in your organization or your workplace. Yeah. I love that. I love how you said <laughs> that. That's great. And I think that's important for listeners to understand is that it can be a different thing and it looks different. doesn't always look the same. Um, but like with your stressful schedule and, um, you know, going into freshman year, going into sophomore year, dealing with COVID and everything, what's encouraged you to stay in those roles and to be a leader and throughout that, what's encouraged you? I think what's encouraged me is just, I think a dedication to serving people and the environment. And so I just always picture myself, if I find myself getting extremely stressed out and maybe not wanting to take time to go to an organizational meeting or go to a volunteer opportunity, I always ask myself, well, what am I missing? Mm -hmm. like, what would happen if I really didn't go? And then I always find myself saying I would, you know, put more work onto someone else who's also very stressed out, or I wouldn't feel the happiness that I got from volunteering and planting trees and all of those fun things. So yeah. it's like that saying in life where you only regret the things that you didn't do. Yeah. And so we only have so much time in college. Why not spend it doing the things you enjoy and think doing it? Doing the things that bring joy, <laughs> yeah. joy and just service to others is what really motivates me. Yeah. And you do a lot with sustainability, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Which is amazing. I feel like um, I actually, I listened to a podcast a couple of days ago and it was all about sustainability and it's such a great thing to be aware of. And also for me, I just thought it was it makes me want to learn more about it and to do more with it. So it's amazing that you do that and that you're, you know, helping other people understand it and just doing what you can and that it's something that you enjoy as well. Um, and so with those leadership roles and just being a leader in general, what does it mean to you? Yeah, what does sustainability or leadership and sustainability mean to you? Leadership. Leadership, what leadership means to me. Ah, oh, the age-old question. That's, <laughs> that's such a good one to touch on. And obviously everyone, I'm sure, has a different answer yeah. as with many of these questions. I think leadership to me just means selflessness yeah. in modern society to where you're giving up your time. A lot of times in volunteer opportunities where, you know, you don't respect 
or you don't expect to get anything back for the work you do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes a true leader, someone who is selfless enough to put themselves under a stressful environment and perhaps a stressful setting. And at the end of the day, walk away without any materialistic things, um, maybe not any words of encouragement. Maybe some days you have an amazing leadership opportunity and you take that role and no one even tells you thank you or no one recognizes you. And that can be kind of you know, upsetting, but at the end of the day, as long as you know that you're doing the best you can with the time you have, like I mentioned earlier, I think that's what leadership is. Yeah, that's amazing. I love hearing that. And it, honestly, it's really admirable too to hear you say that. And I think it's important for everyone listening to kind of look at it that way and look at it as something where you're not necessarily going to receive an award or something for doing or being a leader, but it's really just about like accepting that role and sticking with it and having bad days, but getting through them and then also just keep going and moving forward. That's amazing. And that kind of ties into the next question, which I was going to ask is how to tackle being a leader. How do you face those challenges and move forward, I guess? (laughs) Yeah. So I know personally, one of the biggest challenges with being a leader is definitely answering to and also serving a lot of diverse groups of people at once. So of course, as a leader, you're taking in everyone's own specific opinions and perspectives and goals, and you're trying to accumulate those things, whether it be into volunteer events or service events or anything you can think of. And so mm-hmm. I think just representing a group of people can be one of the biggest challenges because everyone has something different in mind that they want to accomplish. And I think one of my favorite different leadership styles is being a democratic leader. And so you definitely want to take into consideration what everyone wants to get out of their Mm -hmm. opportunities and their time. And so just gathering all those different ideas, sorting through which ones are possible, which ones are a little bit unrealistic. And then at the end of the day, making the executive decision. And again, the executive decision can be the hardest, but knowing that you just didn't do it blindly, Mm-hmm. And you did it with everyone's perspectives in mind, makes it just a little bit easier. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's important that we understand that just because you're a leader doesn't mean that you have to have all of the answers. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to listen to the people around you because that makes the bond of the group that you're in or the club, etc. It makes it so much stronger and it shows the people that you can work together. And just because you're in this leadership position, it doesn't necessarily put all the weight on you. It kind of allows flexibility as well. Yeah, I think that is such an incredible point is that you have to depend on others at some Mm -hmm. points. I know I always think you're such an independent person and I'm powering forward and I don't need to ask questions. Um, So of course, especially when there's multiple leadership positions around me, whether it be organizational officers or other managers at my workplace, just asking them questions and their experiences. But also don't forget to ask the ones who you're managing or the ones Mm -hmm. who you're leading. (laughs) Yeah. Just as you said, they have incredible ideas. They're humans too with their own human experiences. Yeah. And they may have done it before. They may have watched someone do it before. Or, you know, maybe they just have great problem solving skills and critical thinking skills. For sure. And if you don't tap in, it's like a pool of resources at your fingertips. And if you don't tap into them, 
then your organization won't grow at the pace that you want it to and at the level that you want it to. Yeah. And also, I know for me, it's like, I'm an introverted person. So a lot of times I have ideas, but I don't express them. So then it's like, if a leader is coming to me asking me, then I'm going to feel more open to it and more vulnerable to be able to say, like, this is my idea. And you can learn so much from individuals like that who are shy or more reserved and they don't open up as well. And so you can learn like, oh, this is their idea once you talk and engage with other people. Yeah, I completely agree. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I have such an interesting story about that. That's what happened to me recently. And again, like I mentioned, not every time you're going to get someone who comes up to you and says, thank you for your wonderful leadership job. That's yeah. not realistic. <laughs> um, but actually, one of the current co-managers at my job, um, apparently this past spring, and it's, again, one of those memories that I didn't think much of because I try and do it all the time. Yeah. We were just talking in our office about like what colors people would be. And why? <laughs> and, and what empowers them to be those different colors? And, you know, everyone was having this little conversation and no one was really including him. And of course, I noticed it as soon as possible and said, hey, I think you're dark blue and here's why. And then, you know, he's just like, oh, thanks. That's awesome. I never thought of that. And then we carried on with our day. Six months later, didn't cross my mind one time until we were at just a little work outing. And then all of a sudden, he just brought that up to me and said, Haley, you know, I never really felt like anyone listened to me in the office. I just kind of came and did my work and moved on with my day, got paid on Fridays and did it all over again. And then I realized, you know, once you reach out to me that people are listening mm -hmm. to me and they are noticing me and yeah. it just made me feel more empowered to be a leader. And so I think just having that little trickle down effect that every single thing you say as a leader, someone is taking to heart. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's really important too. Yeah, and that's really special. And I know for me, it's a lot of those little things in the day that I remember. And I'm like, oh, this person said this to me one day. And you will remember those things <laughs> forever. It can be the smallest thing, but it's the fact that they decided to point it out and say it to you. And you're like, wow, that was really sweet. And then also it works both ways. Like you said, you can talk to someone and say something not think about it. And next thing you know, months later, they're like, oh, that meant a lot to me that you said that. And that's a great feeling when someone tells you that, that they're like, oh, I remember when you said this to me. And you just, it makes you feel special. It makes them special. It's just a good experience. Um, and so kind of going with the introverted side of things, what if I'm an introvert? How do I get involved and what if I want to become a leader in some aspect or way in some group? What's some tips on that? Yeah, wonderful question. <laughs> Again, um, I would say I am more of an extrovert. So I will speak from, I guess, observation and from experiences of others that I've talked to. And I think one of the gateway opportunities to becoming a leader. If you are introverted, if you're not going to be the one to raise your hand and take on a volunteer planning opportunity, is to just lead by example. Mm -hmm. I know just doing things that you want others to project from you is really important. And sometimes even if it's just nonverbal, by if someone needs help and you're the first one to get up and do something, others mm -hmm. will follow you. Yeah. So even if you're shy and you don't want to verbally tell someone, hey, come follow me, let's help this person. Sometimes by just 
taking personal agency and doing what you see is right, people will take notice of that too. And then even if you do want to have maybe an officer title in your organization or a higher position, then when it comes time to applying for those things or running for those things, you might have someone that's currently a leader say, hey, you know, this person has been doing all this wonderful work. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't recognize them as much and they should be recognized. And so it's just definitely taking those small actions. They, they do add up over time. Yeah, they don't go unnoticed. Right. And it allows you to have opportunity for something bigger. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of my fun questions with mm-hmm. leadership is, who do you really admire that's a leader? And it can be anyone. It could be a celebrity. But I'm just curious, who do you, who inspires you? Oh, yeah. This is such an incredible question. And I think I could answer it many, many different ways. Shout out a few people. <laughs> answer it a few different ways. Alrighty. Okay. So one person I will shout out just because they are IPY. So we're not awesome. even local, right? Okay. Okay. So this one person is a professor. Um, his name is Dr. Colin Merritt. And so I've had him in class. I've also had him in my honors program. Uh, he's been a mentor for one of my honors contracts. Yeah. So I know him really well. And what I admired as soon as I stepped into his classroom the first day is that he was definitely leading by example. Mm-hmm. And of course, you expect a professor to be a great leader. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's just great when you see a professor get as excited as you are in the first day of class. Yes, for and sure. They have their agenda pulled up before class. They are going through what they expect from you and also what you should expect from them. Mm-hmm. And so I always keep that in mind now as a leader, not only letting people know what I expect from them, but also what they can expect from me and what I offer to the table. Because just because I'm in a leadership position doesn't mean I'm the best leader in the world, you know? And yeah. So you always have to remember that the people you service, you have to meet their expectations as well. Yes. And I think he always does that. And he always inspires me whenever I'm in a meeting with him. And so definitely shout out to Dr. Merritt. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, like, um, just because you're a leader, like you still have to meet the expectations of others. And I think it also just shows you that there's a lot of growth and um, there's just a lot of growth in those positions. And that's not a bad thing. That's such a good thing. And you know, I encourage people that they need to grow and really like self-reflect a lot because it's just going to help you move forward in those roles and become a better leader. Yeah, I I definitely think that self-reflecting is so important. And sometimes you'll do self-reflecting activities with your organization. Sometimes it involves me just laying in bed at midnight <laughs> to all the things I've done and what I can still do. Yeah, I think it's so important as a leader to always be pushing yourself to something new. Yeah. But one of the biggest things I am trying to work on as a leader is to still give yourself a pat on the back for what you've accomplished. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think some of us get so caught up in accomplishing the next thing and getting yes. the next goal. <laughs> we forget to acknowledge all the wonderful things we're doing along the way. Because, you know, life isn't just meeting a goal. It's a journey to meet that goal. So every little stop is so important to get you to where you want to be. Yeah, I think that in our society today, and it's not a bad thing, but I feel like we're just taught to always go, 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 the grind, you know, and so it's important to kind of take a step back and really understand like, wow, I've been doing a lot lately. 
I've had a lot on my, you know, a lot of weight on my shoulders, but like, I've done great and I need to really appreciate that and to really, you know, pat myself on the back for it because there's so many things that we do that we're like, oh, it's not a big deal. When it's like, no, it is and Mm -hmm. own it. So that's awesome. And you said that's something you've been working on recently. But the question that we like to ask at the end of every episode, Mm -hmm. what have you been learning and earning? Like, is there any other things that you've really been focusing on or working on? Um, You can focus on more learning or earning. But what have you been learning and earning recently? Wonderful. So (laughs) I'm too specific. We'll keep it with a theme. But I think definitely learning. That's what I've been trying to do a lot recently, especially because I have about two years left of undergrad. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just trying to reflect on all of those things I've learned and what I can take with me. And I think definitely we even touched on it. One of the biggest things that I know will help me so much in my career is to reflect on all the good things that are happening. Mm-hmm. And not only just giving your neighbor a pat on the back, but also yourself. And even just writing down your accomplishments. I mean, yeah. I know I get uncomfortable posting about things. Usually my family have to call me and ask what I'm up to. <laughs> yeah. But even just, you know, talking to your friend or someone next to you. I know my fiance hears way too much <laughs> and tries to soak it all up. But if you can just find that one outlet to give yourself attention, yeah. even if it's like buying yourself your favorite meal after, yes. you know, doing great on a test that you've been studying for two days for yeah (laughs) it's always just about rewarding yourself in whatever way that you see comfortable and also to go along with that other people's gains other people's earnings are not your losses (laughs) so (laughs) especially if you see someone doing incredible things don't sit there and sulk and say why can't I do those things talk to them and ask them how can I do those things Mm-hmm. And I think that's also what I'm still learning. Just a lot of personal growth along with professional growth through the way. That's so encouraging. And that's such a good way to end the episode. I love that. Um, you've been doing awesome things here at IUPUI. So you should be very proud of your accomplishments. Like you, you said do. at the beginning, junior year, crazy. Um <laughs> We're halfway through. Um, But Haley, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. You were such a great guest. And um, if anyone knows anything about leadership, Haley is your girl. (laughs) Thank you, Lacey. I love the opportunity. And I can't wait to hear what other future learners and earners have to say. Yes. (laughs) But thank you guys so much for tuning into the Learning and Earning podcast. And until next time.